Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long at 540. Steve Gallo will join us for Triple Option. We'll tell everybody a little after 520. Christian Clark, uh, the Pelicans beat writer for the Times-Picayune Advocate, will join us talking about the Pelicans and what a disappointing Lost last night. Boo! Um, that that wasn't good at all. So we'll when talk to Christian. you get swept by the Bulls, Bulls, the Bulls aren't any good, Mike. No. You get swept by the Bulls. We're going to talk about this later on the show. In such a tight Western Conference where you fell from the five seed to the seven seed in one day, and now you're in the playing tournament, those two losses to the Bulls will definitely come back to haunt the Pelicans late in the year. Unless they pick up the pace. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. We're going to go to our Oakland Hardjula's Talk and Text Line. We're going to go to Sid in Jersey. Sid, you're in the huddle with Mike and Charlie. Hi, Mike. Uh, let me first just say how much I really appreciate listening to you. Uh, it's just like being home. You and Bobby are the best duo that uh, WWL has had. And uh, you're, you're much better than the guys I listen to up here in the New York Thank area. Thank you. I appreciate so it. doing a really great job. Uh, one, the next thing I want to say is there's been a lot of articles um, in both in print and on on, on uh, television about Tyson and, and potentially Peyton uh, trading for him. And I would just say this, that and, I, and based on what you said before you went to the commercial break, I think those are wrong because it would seem to me any offensive coordinator, new or old, would never want to give up a guy as diverse, as talented, and as exciting as Tyson is. I don't care what you're getting back in return. So I surely heck hope that they keep him and implement him in this new offense because uh, he's very important and the fans love him. I sure in the hell wouldn't trade him to Peyton either uh, in Denver. Um, he's unique. You know why, Sid? You can't compare one guy today to him. And think back over the last 20 years. You can't compare one guy to Taysom Hill. What he can do on special teams as a power runner, as a guy that can play that Wildcat quarterback, played some H-back tight end. Um, what I'm intrigued with is how Kubiak will use him, and I think in similar ways, but out of different formations. It's a little bit of a sleight of hand, a little bit of eye candy. 
to kind of catch you off guard, we know what he can do as a power runner and where he's really effective one-on-one as a runner and as a receiver. But I want to break him open downfield, one-on-one downfield with a defender. And, and that part of the game, I think you can still put the key in the lock and click it for Taysom Hill as a receiver. I think that part has not been fully addressed. I think Kubiak has an opportunity uh, to do that with Taysom Hill, who I think's, uh, you know, again, one of the most unique players. I've done this 38 years. One of the most unique prospects I've ever seen. That you can do all of that and at such a high level. Because the power running game is always going to be there for him. We know what he can do out of that. I think what is the unknown is how much more can you expand his game as a receiver. Often imitated, never matched. That's what Taysom Hill is. I I mean, how many times, and it's almost similar, it's becoming the same thing for like Debo Samuel with the 49ers. Comparing him to Debo. No, 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 this is my point. I've seen people try to do that, Charlie. That's not I'm not comparing him to Debo. I'm saying that a lot of the times you'll see draft prospects coming out. They're like, oh, this guy's going to be the next Taysom Hill. This guy's going to be the next Debo Samuel. And they never match. That's my point. Yeah, I get you. Often, you know, imitated, you know, you think you can find the next Taysom Hill. But there's only one Taysom Hill. There's only one Debo Samuel. That's why I'm trying to get but, the point across. And I, I get what you're saying because uh, the kid from Western Kentucky, Malachi Corley, mm-hmm. a lot of people have compared him to Debo. Okay, Debo's a bigger, thicker player than Corley. Now, he's a good player at Western Kentucky. And I think he could play that role, but Debo does it at another level. I mean, you know, he's a special talent as a runner, as a receiver, his toughness. In the run blocking game, because a lot of times guys can catch passes. You ask them to to run block, man, they're not very good at it. That's what makes Debo such a special talent is that he can do all of that. Runner, receiver, blocker. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of receivers like that in this world. Don't have a lot of them that can do it at his level. Let's go to uh, back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Let's go to Kevin and Chalmette. Kevin, you're in the huddle with Mike and Charlie. Hi, hi there, Mr. Mike. Um, I got a question I'd like to have. I got to find out something here. Miami has an uh, undrafted second year left tackle from a school called Fayetteville. Yep. And uh, he was on the practice squad for two years and uh he was uh, promoted to the to the roster last year by Coach Bush Barry and Coach Mike McDaniel. His name's Key. Keon Keon Smith. Keon. Mike said he might replace Teron one day. Do you know anything about him? Yeah, I watched him in college. He was a three year starter, uh, if my memory's right, at Fayetteville State on the left side. Um, he's not going to be the one to replace Teron. I mean, I think he's a good third tackle for you, and he can fill in. But Keon Smith, he ain't in the area code of Teron Armstead. And I think it's an area the Dolphins are going to have to address early in the draft. My biggest question, Mark, is for the Dolphins is about Tua. Because if you're looking and you don't want to really pay him a ton of money, and you may be looking on, who would be the perfect fit, Charlie? That would be Michael Penix Jr. Mm, go from wouldn't, one lefty to another, huh? What, wouldn't he fit that offensive McDaniel 
to the T because a lot of it is short, quick. You're not rolling out. You're staying in the pocket, short, quick throws, and every once in a while you throw a deep down feel. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at Michael Penix, he had a really good deep receiver with, you know, Roman Dunze. He had two. Polk also was a really good player. So I think that's going to be the big decision on what you do with Tua this offseason. Man, I don't see them giving him a a long-term deal with a lot of toe. I really don't see that. Uh, Would Michael Penix Jr. be that guy to replace him? That's an interesting idea, Mike. Because like, you also said, I, I mean, they, could, they have needs on the offensive line, too. Like, in a super, super heavy tackle class, they might take one of those. I, I just – Michael Penix Jr. to the Dolphins. I never really thought about it, but that's an interesting idea. Yeah, because I think he is the best fit. Because there's four or five guys in every draft class. No matter where they end up, they're going to be the same player, production-wise. Everybody else is fit. Penix is a great fit with Miami. And McDaniel. I like that. I like that a lot, Mike. Yeah, every once in a while, Charlie, uh, I, I get the ball uh, out of the park. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 and Christian Clark, uh, Pelicans beat writer for the Times Picayune Advocate right after this break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. Before we go to Christian Clark, uh, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network is reporting that the Saints have done even more cap clearing, um, and they had a deal with Carl Grandison redoing his contract, which has cleared up $7.2 million in cap space. Carl's a good player. Yeah, he's not a rent guy. I think Carl's going to be here for a while, and he's a good football player. So they reworked his contract, and Carl Grandison uh, is part of that reworking that we see this each and every year with the Saints. And it's cleared a little over $7 million in cap space for the Saints. We're going to go to our Oakland Hardulas talk and text line uh, from the uh, Times Picayune Morning Advocate. Pelicans beat writer Christian Clark. Christian, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. 
Hey, fellas. Happy to be here. How's it going? Yeah, it's doing great. Man, spit the bit last night. I, I, I put money on horses like that before, Christian. Man, you think you got this. And man, and at the end, with an opportunity, um, man, the Pelicans just couldn't do it. And again, I think for a lot of fans, the frustration of this team and what happens late in games um, kind of reared its ugly head again last night. Hey, look, I can I can completely understand why. Like when you just look at all the NBA teams and like look at their offense in clutch situations, you know, like the NBA defines that as last five minutes score within five. I think the Pelicans are 27th. You know, it's it is a little bit head scratching that a team with so much offensive talent has consistently kind of struggled to to score the ball and just make good decisions when when games get close. So. I mean, I think that's a really, you know, understandable frustration. In last night's game, Christian, the point that stood out to me was at the end of the third quarter, you open up a 12-point lead, you're feeling pretty good, and then they go on that just under three-minute stretch to close yeah. out the quarter. You're 0 for 5. And the turnovers, the turnovers were there in the first quarter, they were there in the fourth quarter, but in those eight possessions, they had three turnovers, and then all of a sudden, the Bulls go on that 11 nothing run to get it down to one point entering the fourth. They have all the momentum, and they carry it over into the fourth quarter. I mean, that end of the third quarter run, like, the Pelicans, I don't want to say that they got lazy necessarily because they opened up that double-digit lead, that 12-point lead. But, I mean, just letting the Bulls get back into it, it opened the door for them. And this is a Bulls team that was playing for, you know, their playoff lives. They're trying to get in the playing tournament out in the East, so they still had something to play for. The Pelicans, I mean, you start the day as the fifth seed. This is a very long-winded question. And then you end out as the seventh seed. And that three-minute stretch at the end of the third quarter was the biggest reason I think they lost that game. Guys, two is 19 turnovers? It was terrible. It was you, first- you're not winning squat yeah. with that. I mean, 100%, 100%, and I think you put your finger on it. It was those last three minutes of the third quarter when the game really flipped. I mean, 319 to go. Matt Ryan hits that three. The Pelicans go up 12. It's like, all right, this Bulls team, let's just be honest, they're pretty mid. They're pretty average. Like, if you if you want to be a team that doesn't mess around with the play and you get a top-six seed, you got to beat those just kind of okay teams at home. Um, it's one you have to have. The Bulls already beat you this season. Like, you don't want to drop both games of the regular season series to the Bulls. Like, you got to put that one away. And, you know, I went back and watched the last three minutes of the, the third, the fourth quarter last night. I was like, what, what happened here? It was turnovers. It was just Brandon Ingram, you know, making some bad passes. Uh, Nicole Vucevic scoring right on Larry Nance Jr. I thought it was a really tough game for Larry Nance Jr. But, you know, I think you you just need your best players to make better decisions with the ball in their hands. You know, if you're looking to, like, kind of make some excuses, maybe not excuses, but, like, explain it a little bit. Brandon Ingram was coming back for illness. He said after the game, he's like, I felt pretty tired in the second half. You know, maybe that was a part of it. But, I mean, really, you just need Zion and Brandon to, to be a little bit better with the ball in their hands in those kind of, like, high-leverage possessions, I think. Christian, you've been on top of this. It's sort of away from the game itself, but it's still part of it. Uh, on the television part for the Pelicans, where I think you're seeing the move now. That away from Bally Sports and whatever they're going to do with Fox, if it's going to be on Big Fox or one of the sister stations uh, for Fox, like you're going to see, is it tomorrow, I think, uh, that they're going to have it um, on Bounce TV. So 
kind of the, the layout with there, and the Suns were the first team to say, man, what? Man, we ain't doing what the NBA wants us to do. We're going to do our own deal. And the new owner of the Suns sort of pushed the envelope a little bit here, and he got away from that, and you're seeing the Pelicans sort of do something in a very similar manner. And unless I'm mistaken, real quick, Christian, the Suns' viewership is up across the board. And the Pelicans' viewership has not been it's this valley. year. And so that's the strange part about you got a winning team and yet your viewership has went down. Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the Suns in May basically announced, look, we're not going to renew our partnership with Bally. We're going over the air. They partnered with an independent over-the-air station in Arizona. And you look at their local ratings through this season, they're up 94%. I mean, their local ratings have almost doubled. I mean, they've, they've basically almost doubled. The, the amount of people watching their games, game in and game out. The Pelicans, you know, they, they could win 50 games for the second time in franchise history. Like, this is an objectively a successful season, and their local ratings are down 12%. And, you know, in the handful of games that we've seen them over the air on Fox, I think they've gotten some pretty good ratings. You know, like, you've seen, like, a six. You've seen an eight. Like, you've seen people tune in when it's just easier for people to watch games. Um, so I, I think that's going to be like a huge story for this offseason. What happens with the Pelicans' local rights, and does that that Fox Pelicans partnership become a full time thing? Yeah, I think it will, Christian. The one thing, uh, Ida made me do this. I had not done it before, even though I had other people around me that said, "Mike, you know what, man? With all the TVs you got in your house, put your antenna in your attic, okay, just in case." But Ida forced me to do it, and I did. And I do think that. For me, I think this is going to be a balance to scale where I think some games will be on Big Fox, but I also think a lot of them will be on the sister stations. Oh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, tomorrow against the Knicks, that is one of the few games that's going to exclusively be on bounce. Um, So I don't think tomorrow will be on Fox, but you'll have a handful more. But that's that's an interesting question right there. And, you know, what the Suns did, they did not partner with – like a local affiliate that is already has a partnership with like the big four, you know, NBC, CBC, CBS, ABC, or whatever, like they could put all their games on that Arizona family channel um, because they don't have to clear programming. I mean, okay. that would, that would be kind of like uh, something to navigate, I guess, if they, if they did go to Fox, it's like how many games could actually be on Fox and how many games would, would have to be on, on bounce or, you know, another sister station. Yeah, because I do think you're right. I think the off season, uh, no matter what happens during the season, I do believe that that'll be a lot of the headlines on, on what happens TV wise uh, with with the Pelicans. Um, last night they hit 16 three point shots, and uh, I saw. It, I think this is only the second time this year they've lost a game when you know they've hit over 14 three pointers. So you got 16, and that's, I think, last night frustration, certainly with the turnovers. But you were hitting the deep ball. You were hitting the deep ball shots. Yeah, I mean, you, you got games from Herb Jones. He, he made four threes. You got a, a pretty good game from Matt Ryan, who hadn't played in yeah. forever. You yeah. know, they dusted him off for the first time in three months, comes off the bench and makes four threes. Like, when you get those games from kind of your role players where they're making threes, like, you really expect to be able to win those games. Um, and look, I, I do think it was like a pretty big factor that the Pelicans didn't have very many available guards. I mean, CG McCollum could not play with a left ankle sprain. Jose Alvarado 
was serving the first of his three-game suspension for his role in that that uh, dust-up of Miami on Friday. And Dyson Daniels is is out with a left knee injury. Like they just they didn't have very many guards, and uh, you know guys who could dribble the ball a little bit, handle the ball, make good decisions. Uh, they do matter. You know, I think that was a big factor in the Pelicans committing 19 turnovers. And now you're heading on the road, Christian. You're going to New York and then Indiana. And it's completing this kind of stretch five games in seven days out of the All-Star break. I think heading into it, a lot of people would have liked a 3-2 and two record in this stretch. 4-1 and one would have been great. But now the best you can do is 3-2. and two. Uh, But I just want to get your early preview of this New York Knicks squad uh, tomorrow night. I know they're a little bit banged up, uh, but the Pelicans are desperate for a win here. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's all about slowing Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson has got like this, you know, all kind of old school herky jerky game. He's really good at at drawing contact and getting to the free throw line. You know, a little bit like Demar Derozan. So they, they, I think they gotta try to keep Jalen Brunson off the the free throw line as much as they can. Um, and this is a winnable game. I mean, like the the Knicks have a bunch of guys out right now. Um, you know, like the other night against Boston, they had their entire starting front court out. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be easy, but the Pelicans could absolutely get this done. And, and the big thing for me is, is C.J. McCollum going to play. Um, he went through a, a full practice today, according to Willie Green. Like, C.J., I mean, it, you don't need me to tell you this, hugely important player for the Pelicans. Like, they don't have a ton of shooters on their team. I think he's just a calming influence, too. I think he's a guy who just kind of steadies them in those moments when things can go haywire. Christian, one of the things, uh, a little bit away from the Pelicans, but when you watch the Miami Heat, um, and you know if you look at their starters and bench, this isn't maybe the most star-studded group. We we know the star, okay, with Jimmy. But how well coached they are, how disciplined they are uh, on both sides, if it's offensively or on defense, every time you watch the Heat, I always bring this up about consistency in life. Man, when you get that, you got something from a team or from an individual. And how consistent the Heat are. Uh, Each and every game, you sort of see the same thing. And I think certainly that comes from what Pat Riley kind of put forth many years ago. And it's trickled down. But just how well this Heat team is coached. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, Eric Spolster was Pat Riley's guy, yeah. like his handpicked guy of like, okay, I'm I'm getting out of here. We're putting Eric Spolster in. I mean, if you really go back like those early days with LeBron James, like LeBron James kind of tried to get Eric Spolster fired. And, and the Heat management was like, no, 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 this is our guy. We believe in him. And that turned out to be a great decision. I mean, like Eric Spolster, you know, most people consider him like just the best coach in, in today's game. I mean, uh, Definitely one of the best. I mean, they they found their guy and they stuck to him, and that's what the Pelicans are searching for, man. Like they're, you know, Willie Green talks about it all the time. They're like, you know, we're trying to build a program here, um, and and the season's been interesting. I think it's like they've definitely taken a step and been successful, but at times like they leave you wanting more too. How much heat you think would be if this team is kind of one and gun? Let's say they get into the kind of avoid the play-in tournament first, Mike. Play-in tournament, and you wanted to, how much heat's going to be on Willie Green? Because I think David Griffin's got to take a look at that somewhere down the line. He's got to take a look at that because he's put all the personnel together. Now you got to get it done, and I think that spotlight, to be honest, Christian's getting hotter and hotter on Willie Green. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting. I mean, like, hypothetically, let's say they make the play-in tournament, and, and like last year, they get eliminated in the play-in tournament, and you don't actually get any playoff games. I mean, I, I mean, I think everybody should be looking around and being a little concerned, because if you're David Griffin, I've been in charge of this thing for five years. I got to trade Anthony Davis. Uh, I, you know, lucked into the number one pick with Zion Williamson, and all we have is one playoff shit series to show in five years. I mean, that's not great. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because um, I think there's like a lot of things that can happen, a lot of positive outcomes. But yeah, this this is a hugely important 25 games. I mean, I, I really I think agree. the Pelicans they have to like put themselves in a position. Don't mess around with the plan. You know, like get a top six seed, get some get some playoff games. Like to me, I think Zion needs to see what the playoffs is like. Like he just needs to see. That, that increased level and get a taste of that. And, you know, hopefully that'll fuel them to, like, keep one to get even better. Well, Christian, you're looking at the play-in standings right now. The Pelicans are the seventh seed. <laughs> right below them, they would be hosting the Mavericks and Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. For you potential, would figure. Yeah, one game, you know, move on to the playoffs or one game you move on to an elimination game uh, in that matchup. And then the 9-10 game is the Lakers and the Warriors, two teams with plenty of playoff experience. So, yeah, avoiding the play-in tournament at all costs is going to be the priority number one for the Pelicans. But, I mean, the West is so congested, one win for the Pels, and they move back up to the five spot where the Kings are currently at. I want to get your thoughts on what Willie Green said today at practice. I've seen a lot of criticism of NBA officiating. I think a lot of it is founded based off of how Zion's been officiated throughout his career. Specifically this year, Willie would say, quote, uh, about addressing to the league, we have, we're doing it consistently after games. Maybe Zion needs to do the same thing that James Harden and DeRozan do. He should be getting those calls. And, I mean, one of the main screenshots that stood out to me from last night's loss to the Bulls was the picture of Andre Drummond, and his arm is just draped across Zion's face, and it's not a call. And Zion, he doesn't flop. Uh, you got to give him credit for that, I guess. But in today's NBA, you he might have to start that. doing it because the officiating is so bad that they don't call contact consistently, especially when it's someone like Zion Williamson. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's like the Pelicans' belief that Zion gets a pretty bad whistle has been something that has been a thing for years. I mean, I remember Stan Van Gundy complaining about it when he was the head coach, and I think, you know, rightfully so at times. I remember that, that rant that David Griffin went on um, at the end of Zion's second year. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he got fined by the NBA for that rant, just about the way officials were not giving Zion the proper respect. I mean, this has been a years-long storyline. I think that Zion does get a tough whistle. My kind of interpretation of it is he's not a flopper, and I also think that, like, officials don't call contact to the body as much as, like, the arms and things like that, and Zion is just a guy who – gets a lot of contact on his body. Um, and I think when you look at it going forward, it's like it is kind of unfortunate that it's like this would help you if you became more of a flopper. But I think he should, you know, embellish it a little more. Like watch, closely watch Luca. Like closely watch some of these guys who are really good at drawing fouls. Like it's a competitive advantage. I mean, it kind of, I guess it stinks. This is the reality, but it is the reality. So I don't know, learn it a little bit. Christian, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always enjoy when you come on. Great information, but thank you. Hey, guys, really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Christian. Christian Clark, who's the Pelicans beat writer for the Times, Picayune Advocate, and I know we sort of put in the cart before the horse, but, man, we get it a lot. We get a lot of text, and that's why I brought it up. We had a couple people text about, you know, what will happen uh, if this team doesn't, 
kind of hit the heights and get into the playoffs and is in a playoff you know format where they got to get in a play-in tournament. The teams in the play-in tournament and the players in the play-in tournament. You look at Luka Doncic, you look at Kyrie Irving on the Mavericks. Man, I don't want to see that. LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the Lakers. You look at Steph Curry on the Warriors. I don't want to see any of those teams. I want to get that top six seed and avoid the play-in tournament at all costs. Let Sacramento or Phoenix or yeah. whoever deal with the play-in tournament. I agree Just with you, Jonah. Stay out of it. And the issue is that, you know, Christian mentioned it, you got swept by a bad Bulls team. And we said that earlier in the show, is that going to come back to bite you? Probably. And I hate to say it, you got a lot of games left, 25 games remaining, a lot of games left against the Eastern Conference. you got to make the most of them and avoid that play-in tournament. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870, and we'll have triple option. We joined by Steve Geller right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with uh, Charlie Long. And we're joined by Steve Geller for a triple option. Our top takes on the top stories in sports. Steven, you first. Well, gentlemen, we always hear how dominant the LSU sports are no matter what it is. Well, currently right now, LSU has six, six of their sporting teams that are ranked in the top ten currently. Uh, shout out, obviously, number two, LSU baseball. And then the rest of the way, guys, it is all about the ladies. Number two, gymnastics. Number three, softball. Number six, beach volleyball. Number nine, women's basketball. And also number nine, women's track and field. Really impressive uh, all around for the LSU program. And it's it's just truly amazing. Like I said, basically every single sport at that school is just relevant. And that's what you want. Huh. That's that's why you hired the AD you had. Amen. Right? You know, because, uh, look, you might not agree with every decision he's made, but he hadn't made a lot of bad ones. And he's made some really good choices. Uh, and that's the hardest thing in, in sports when you're an AD. Oh, I can get this guy and that guy. Hmm. Well, what if that guy don't want to come here? What if he's happy somewhere else? And now, you know, man, especially in football, you see it more and more. Losing assistance is a commuter world where yeah. these assistants now, they would have never thought about going to the NFL, and the NFL would have never thought about getting them. And now it's totally different uh, because of Transfer Portal NIL. Charlie? Guys, I'm going to highlight, you know, when we were looking at LSU baseball heading into the year, a lot of the coaches' polls, preseason polls were coming out, and one of those teams that we've talked about a lot, Mike, is Arkansas. Boom! The Razorbacks. And they were in Arlington just this past weekend at, you know, the Rangers Stadium for a great weekend set against Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and then Michigan, two top 10 or a top 10 team, a top 20 team and then Michigan. Arkansas's starting rotation of Hagen Smith, Brady Tigert, and Mason Molina, who's a Texas Tech transfer in Arlington this weekend, guys. 17 innings pitch, 6 hits, 0 runs, 4 walks and get this, 33 strikeouts. And if you look at Friday night, Hagen Smith in that matchup against Oregon State that we talked with Joe Healy last week, it was going to be the matchup of the weekend. It lived up to expectations, by the way, guys. It's been the best college baseball game so far this year early on. That, that performance by Hagan Smith, he went six innings, 
Guys, there are 18 outs in six innings. He had 17 strikeouts <laughs> on, get this, 78 pitches. That's it's not unreal. even like he was getting deep in counts. He was just dominating a top 10 team in Oregon State. So if you're looking at Arkansas, the third weekend of SEC play, LSU goes to Fayetteville mm-hmm. for that matchup against the Razorbacks. It's going to be great, but that's what you want to look forward to is LSU's offense versus that Arkansas pitching rotation because it is unbelievable early on. Let's hope they peak early and not late in the year. But I was telling you, I was at a newsstand, and all these baseball magazines are out for college baseball. And they had Arkansas on basically every cover. That pitching staff is elite, guys. I mean, we saw what Hagen Smith did last year. He was a preseason All-American this year. Had kind of a bad outing against James Madison the first weekend. But what he did to Oregon State more than made up for it. And then Brady Tiger was an excellent Saturday starter. And then they go out and get Mason Molina from Texas Tech, who was their would figure. And that's their Sunday guy. So if you're talking about the teams in the SEC that really scare you early on, it's Arkansas them. is hitting, hasn't been super impressive so far, but when you have pitchers like that, Jay Johnson said it himself, if you can pitch really well, you're in every game that you play. And so Arkansas is going to be a team to watch. It's funny. Every time we've had Jay on, we talk about you know teams in the SEC. First thing that comes out of his mouth, Arkansas. Ever since day one, we got him the day he got hired, he brought up Arkansas as as a team consistent in what they do each and every year and the talent that they have with Arkansas. My Monday mornings are going to be different now, football season. No Peter King. Uh, Peter King retiring uh, from doing what he's done, and, and very few guys have done it at that level, been able to write that column. And, you know, you got a lot of information out of that and a lot of inside information because Peter has a, a lot of different sources that he has worked for a story. Um, I think Peter King has not retired from broadcasting, so to speak. I do think he'll show back up somewhere. But that column, that Monday morning column, was unbelievable. Uh, for the information it had. And he admits it. I wasn't right on it. Come on. Nobody's always right on things, but it was so informative and it glued you to, to kind of read every word on how good he was. And, uh, he would tell the story. I know we've had him on numerous times about starting out in New York and, and learning kind of the football side of things. And who he catches right off the bat, Bill Parcells with the Giants. And and how Bill sort of took him under wing, and, you know, and, and sort of taught him different things and, and how to handle things. Now, Bill wasn't happy when he wrote negative things, which all coaches dislike. But, man, Peter King, I'm going to miss reading that on Monday mornings. I think he was as good as you could get when talking about information. Uh, all across the league, Peter King – he sits on um, sort of Mount Everest for that. Yeah, Mike, and you and Bobby J will get to him, talk, talk to him, 435 on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, he got some stories, um, uh, th- those Atlanta days <laughs> when Jeff George was there. But, Peter, think about it. When Peter first got into this, this league, especially in the NFC, was dominated by Eastern teams. Giants, you think about what they were in. The, the old Washington Redskins and what they were doing. The Bears out in Chicago with a Midwestern team, but still sort of that slate. The Eagles were really good under uh, Buddy Ryan. Uh, they just couldn't win the, the big game. And then what happens? Patriots. 
pow, all across the board. So we're going to miss Peter in his writings, but I think you'll see him somewhere on television in the near future. We'll be back to finish it up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Big John, hold on to where you're at. We'll get to you right after this break. We're finishing up here on our number two on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Let's go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Go to Big John and Metairie. Big John, you're in the huddle with Mike, Steve, and Charlie. How you doing, bud? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing good. What's up, Big doing John? good, Big John. Uh, you know, I, I, here's my question about the Pelicans. Do y'all know what the definition of insane is? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over and not changing, and you get the same You're results. A different result, Mike. Yep, that's right. And, and, and here's the problem. I like Billy Green. He's a nice guy. He is doing the same thing, the same set, over and over and over. He's being outcoached by everybody. I don't know why. You got these. You got a twelve-point lead, and you're shooting bombs away with a twelve-point lead. It's just absolutely crazy. You got two guys in there, Zion. I mean, all they got to do is run the offense with Zion, like Denver does, and a couple of these other teams with big guys. You're gonna have a good shot. Put your three-point shooters on the outside. That's what you want to do. I don't know why Willie thinks his guys are gonna travel in the middle of that lane making crazy last-minute shots, it's just not working for them. It's the same thing. Uh, listen, I can't, you know I, I can't disagree with you much on that, Big John. I, I got, Hold on. Yeah, I mean, Steve and I were texting last night about the – because if you look at the Bulls, they're not built to defend the paint. Nikola no. Vucevic is not a good defensive like center. It's not – like, why wasn't Zion – it was so frustrating because you're right, Big John, they were shooting way too many threes, especially when they broke open that 12-point lead. It's like they were trying to bury him, and when the shots weren't falling, they, they let the Bulls it, back into the game. It was an uh-oh moment. Yeah, but, I mean, the end of the third quarter was re- really stood out to me where the Pelicans just blew it. They let Chicago back in. They got all the momentum, and then the Bulls just took control in the fourth quarter, and they ran away with it. What really got me aggravated was the usage of Zion offensively. They were putting Alex Caruso on him for most of the night. They didn't have anyone for him. Why isn't Zion taking, like, 25 uh, shots in that game? I agree with you 2,000%. And you get swept by the Bulls. Of, of all, DeRozan, okay, he is who he is, but you shouldn't be swept by the Bulls. It's, it's a bad look. It, it really, really was last night. Thanks so much for the call, Big John. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this news break on the Big 870. WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.